Didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. And I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney, and this is Scoops Away, a Stranger Things podcast, where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, taking a look at every single episode of Stranger Things. We have now made it through all four seasons, just waiting in the deep, dark void for (laughs) season five, like we've said for the past year. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's going to be another year. Yeah. Year plus. Yep. Yeah. We got a, we got a good, at least eight, eight, nine months ahead of us at least. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's just not a lot. I mean, at least we're getting some content with the uh, photos from the set popping yeah. up yeah. every now and then, and people are getting super excited to see them back in action. Yeah, that's also kind of neat to see. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I know Joe Curie's in a new movie called Marmalade, which I want to see. And I was also going to mention that Millie's um, Damsel movie is coming out on Friday, March 8th on Netflix. Um so it's kind of see the it's kind of fun to see them doing other things. I mentioned I oh, saw yeah. David Harbour in the in the Gran Turismo movie and stuff. So it's it's kind in of in the what? The Gran oh, the Turismo. Gran Torino. 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 Torino was Clint Eastwood. Like, yeah. Turismo. Yeah. Um yeah. so it's kind of neat to to see those things too. But I mean, in all fairness, you know, I'm I, I really don't want a lot of spoilers. I mean, I'm fine with like trailers and stuff like that, but I really don't want to like you know, have some like paparazzi person get a picture of, you know, Steve Harrington's dead body or something because he gets killed. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm torn. Know. Like it was super exciting to be a part of like the, 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 when I went, when I got the screeners, yeah, it was super exciting to get the stuff early, but then I did kind of feel like I missed out one of like all the hype of when everyone was like, getting pumped up to watch it right yeah you know the night you know when it came out because i remember when season three came out we woke up evie and i woke up at like yeah i remember you saying that yeah yeah we woke up at 3 a.m yeah yeah. to watch it like because we were so excited because it came out on july 4th weekend and yeah but so it was kind of different it was a different kind of excitement like when i got to it kind of like it was exciting to get it before everybody else but it also kind of sucked because i couldn't really talk about it right true you know yeah i could only talk about it with other people that had screeners which was like me and lauren right that i knew <laughs> so yeah yeah you didn't even tell me anything so yeah no i can't netflix i know me. i know um oh the only other thing i wanted to mention off the top before we get going is um first shadow the play um was awarded best new play in england at the uk what's on stage awards which i thought was kind of cool so you know uh, how I feel about this play. I know. I'd, I'd like to see it at some point someday, but I, 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 I got to imagine that it's going to make it over here at some point, but I don't know. It, well, I'm just kinda, until I'm it does, curious. I'm bitter. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not dying to see it, but I am kind of, it'd be kind of fun to kind of fun to see it and see what they did with it. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about Stephen King's influence on Stranger Things. We're doing another influence episode, but instead of, focusing on just one movie like we do or we did the indiana jones trilogy but you know usually it's just one movie but we're kind of talking about all of stephen king's work you know his books and the movies that came about as a result of him mm-hmm. um and the duffers have said right off the top that the two stevens spielberg and king were you know their main influence um 
I think Matt Duffer was quoted once as saying that growing up, you know, Stephen King was such an inspiration. He's like a god to them. Oh, yeah. And well, th- that was like the first thing that I remember um, when I watched it for the first time was the font. And I was like, that is Stephen King's font that right. they're using. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was just like immediate. It's like one of those things where you know immediately that it is one of the. Yeah, I remember that too. Because biggest and, influences and being called Stranger Things, which was very close to Needful Things, which was you know one of his books, obviously. Um, but actually, um, I went through and and kind of you know um, among everything else that I was kind of looking up about this, um, I found an article about how they you know did decide on the font and how it was inspired by Stephen King. So we'll post a link to that in our socials so you guys can see that. But yeah, if you go back and look at um, Needful Things and yeah, it's the same. Carrie and different seasons, Cujo, Misery. It's either it's usually his name um is in the font or the book title is in the font. I know or, the title both, for so. Needful because I remembered I wrote an article about Stephen King's influence on the show. And I was like just pulling it up to see what I mentioned. And it in the needful things, uh the fonts are the yeah. same for both titles. And yeah. I it, I think it is for Carrie too. Yeah, yeah. But his his name was on because like Cujo was like kind of the blood splatter Cujo kind of you know red oh kind yeah scroll but his name was in the in the font you yes. know, at the top of the book so but anyway we'll we'll, we'll post a link to that so uh, but going back to the Duffers so obviously we talked about the show Bible in our last episode when they did Montauk um, and in it they said Montauk has the horror of the crackling clown in it the friendship and adventure of Stand By Me obviously both Stephen King properties emotional cinematic and rooted in character Montauk is a love letter to the golden age of Steven Spielberg and Stephen King a marriage of human drama and supernatural fear and then they actually included Matt and um... Ross thank you <laughs> this name just completely flew right out of my head Matt and Ross I was like, Matt and Jeff? That's not Jeff. What is the hell's his name? Matt and Ross. Um, included uh, pictures of uh, still photos from Firestarter and Stand By Me in the Bible as kind of mm-hmm. inspiration, along with, you know, Close Encounters and other things like that. So, but as, as far as Stephen King things go. Um, and then in the actual show itself, there's obviously oodles of inspiration, and we'll get to that. But Stephen King is actually name checked in um, episode six of season one when hopper and joyce go see becky and she's kind of telling them all about all of the mk ultra stuff and, mm-hmm. and what terry eyes got into so here's that clip so you guys you know remember that you're any stephen king <laughs> you guys look scared actually <laughs> i mean it's all make-believe yeah so i mean it's it you know that you know obviously the the um the clip of of when she's telling the whole story, it's it's kind mm-hmm. of flashing back to all of Elle's yeah. stuff when she was in the you lab. See all she killed, stuff. But that was, you know, obviously when she when she has the the brain things on and the cat. So that's what that, you know, you just saw the clip. So and then I also thought, you know, it just kind of hit me at one point that, you know, the whole thing with King Steve um being kind of his nickname in the first season at least, it, it kind of died off after that. Um, you think that that was it was kind of like a twist, a, on, yeah. twist, a twist to Steve King, you know, King you Steve, Steve. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very close, you know, yeah. you know, I wouldn't say it, you know, absolutely is. And they have never confirmed it, but you know, it's one of those things that's kind of too close to, 
not at least been thought about at some point. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So we went through and we did kind of our top five uh, ways that Stephen King or that we see that Stephen King influenced uh, Stranger Things. So um, I thought coming in at number five, because it's kind of there, but it's not, you know, it's not overwhelming like some of the other ones that we'll have later in the list are, mm-hmm. um, was The Shining. And, you know, a lot of people point to the sauna test episode when Billy kind of breaks through the sauna yeah, glass that's what is, I think of. Is, is kind of like, um, like uh, here's Johnny. Jack Torrance, Jack Nicholson, you know, you know, here's Johnny coming through. But I actually thought of it more when Bruce breaks through the glass mm. door at the hospital when he's chasing after Nancy and Jonathan and he, he does his, you know, hi there, you know, yeah. thing when he, when he comes through, which seemed closer to me, but it was, it's still kind of the same idea of yeah, breaking through a door or whatever. And, you know, kind of being, yeah. you know, hi there. Um, and then Dacre actually said in an interview uh, once that his performance was influenced um, by Jack Nicholson in the shining. He said some of the characters um, that he plays, like his character in the shining, for example, was what, was tossed around a lot with the Devers coming into season two, but I think more so with Jack's unpredictable choices that make him an interesting actor. In the second season, Dacre says, I like to think that we started to introduce some of that, but in the third season, it truly becomes more of his character in The Shining. It was extremely fun to play with and very powerful. So, you know, he was, you know, obviously. Well, and it showed him like struggling with like the influence of the mind flayer or whatever you want to call it. You know, forcing him to do this stuff because he would like have moments where yeah. he kind of came back to himself, like you know Jack did, like he knew he was losing it. Yeah, it was kind of like the the gradual, you know, mm-hmm. losing it, but you know, not not just you know straight like mental deterioration. There was something going right. on that was causing him to lose it. So yes, so The Shining comes in at number five. And number four, we have Carrie, which we already talked about a little bit with the font, um, but obviously the whole um telekinetic powers with Carrie and her mom like that's very reminiscent or L is very reminiscent of right. Carrie's powers um the whole when she gets the milkshake poured on her in season 4 by I forgot that girl's name Amanda Amanda why do I want to say Amanda? Is that the actress's name? Why are we like completely no, spacing out? I don't <laughs> we're, like, know. we're completely spacing out on people's names. <laughs> um, oh, Angela. Name? Angela. Thank you. Oh, gosh. Yes. I was close with Amanda, but yeah. You were. So Angela, she pours the milkshake yeah. on her. That's very similar to how Carrie was bullied. Um, it is kind of funny because whenever I do like go back and rewatch the show, but I always start at season one and I think I've only seen season four like four or five times or something like that. I really need I've to only go. seen season four once. Yeah. I need to go back and I need to start at season four and kind of go backwards. Cause I always, yeah. I always go through season one and, you know, kind of leave it there. Yeah. But, um, but and anyway, then so, you have the whole, sorry. No, I was going to play the clip from the Duffers um, talking oh, yeah. about Carrie. So here's, here's Matt and Ross talking about how, um, you know, Carrie was directly influenced. And Carrie, of course, you have a high school girl who has these amazing powers and these amazing abilities. And we, we always looked at how King dealt with that when we, we talked about Eleven and this idea. She has these amazing abilities, but is she ultimately dangerous, especially when, we would see, when she's with these kids and we see her when she hurts Lucas out in the junkyard. And we sort of, sort of see that these powers aren't necessarily fully under her control or that she can lose control. And, and when she does, she can be dangerous. 
So, yeah, I mean, you know, that is that is kind of a interesting way to look at it, because, you know, she did have some kind of agency over her powers. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he's right. It's not you know, it's it's not something that she completely fully understood, obviously, because she loses them, too, and doesn't really know how to get them back or when they're. Yeah. Gonna come. Well, uh, and it was like she had been training them while she was with Brenner. You know, they would take her into those rooms and she, she'd have to focus on like the right. Coke can and. Yeah, it wasn't like just an innate power, like Mm-mm. you know, Carrie woke up with you know one day and you know, right gonna had so right. yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and then you have like all the buildings that were destroyed. Yeah, and, and that was that was like, that was the book and not the movie, right? Because I mean, in the book, like pretty much the whole town was destroyed. Like like Hawkins. There's was. so many different versions of the movie there's like three versions i think there's the original yeah i've only seen the original i never saw the the one with chloe grace moretz is actually really good but i also think there was one in the 90s i think so too yeah but I, it I've might have been carrie too i don't know but the oh, one with the chloe rage grace. right it was a carrie Two, the rage or something like yes. that was, and was i think yeah. that was like late 90s early 2000s yeah but yeah. the one with chloe grace moretz was an exact remake okay. and I know that at the end, some buildings get destroyed. Like she, yeah, a lot like the school, of stuff. the school does, but like it's not, you know, in the book, it's like the whole town. I mean, the whole. I think that you know. more of it happens in the in the newer remake, though. Okay, that could be, yeah. Because uh, and then yeah, go ahead. I'm trying. It's been it's been forever since I've. Oh, read I haven't the book. read. I haven't read the book in like 30 years, and I haven't seen the movie in probably 15 years. But yeah, so I'm kind of. It makes me uncomfortable. It's like one of those like. Oh, me too. Yeah, no, I I went back, you know, ahead of this, I went back and I watched Stand By Me again, which I'd seen a gazillion times and Firestarter, which I hadn't seen in ages. I've never seen Firestarter, actually. It's not great. I don't, it never looked great. It's not great. It is, it is very cheesy. It's very 80s, you know. Yeah. And I'm using special effects in air quotes. It is, it is very kind of cheesy looking. Um, Yeah. And, you know, some of the acting's kind of you know, kind of wonky. And I know, I, I don't think Stephen King was very happy with it either um, when it came out, as I recall. He's not happy with a lot of his stuff. Yeah, he hasn't but... been happy with much of his stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, he likes the TV version of The Shining. He prefers that one because he had it remade. He did not like Stanley Kubrick's version. Right. Yeah. I don't, so, I, I don't know what he thought about. Did you know? Do you remember what he thought about it? The new it? The one that we saw? The, the, the. I think he liked that. Okay. I want to say that he that he endorsed that one okay and he probably endorsed stevie if you're listening which i hope you are but uh (laughs) that'd be nice he i think he endorsed even the one with tim curry but that was good though i kind of like that one it's just such a hard book to to adapt it is it's ridiculous it has a lot of cosmic horror which well i don't realize that's my problem with 11 22 63 too which is my all-time favorite oh yeah yeah. Um, because I was very excited for the Hulu adaptation with yes, James. I knew. I knew um, I finished but, I made sure I read the book before I even turned it and I went yeah. in knowing I wasn't gonna like it. Yeah, it was it was very disappointing. But, well, it's because that guy had they had to add that extra character. Yeah, yeah. So that you know, he could kinda, like his inner monologue verbalize his yeah, exactly. inner monologue. Yeah. So uh see, wrapping up Carrie, there's obviously the character named Billy. Billy. Who, who tries to run her over with a car, which is very similar to Billy trying to run everybody over with his car. Um, yeah. Nancy and Jonathan in the mall parking lot. So uh, number three on our list is actually it. Um, 
not only the general plot, which is, you know, young kids banding together to kind mm-hmm. of fight evil and, you know, the whole losers club versus the party and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it kind of rears its head a couple times in the show. Um when um joyce goes out in the flashback um in the first season to castle byers um in the first episode actually and sees uh will and wants to take him to go see poltergeist and she's worried that he's going to get scared and he says i don't get scared like that anymore and she says oh yeah not even of clowns you know which is obviously a reference to no it's i see i disagree with you i don't think it's a reference to it i think it's a reference to that freaking clown and poltergeist well, that too, but I'm, I, which, which is what I kind of thought too, but I don't think she'd seen it yet. And I don't know if she would have known about the clown being in Poltergeist. Was it in the trailer? I don't know. I don't remember. I was going to go back. You know, that clown trailer. really, there was a malfunction and it really choked that kid, right? No. Yes. I didn't know that. Really? Yes. There was all oh, sorts wow. of weird stuff that happened on the set of that was That was a, that was a very that weird. That clown, <clears throat> when he's choking him, yeah, the kid's really panicking because oh really like something happened and it was like really choking him oh god okay yeah Yeah. uh so here's the duffers talking about its influence we already were deathly scared of clowns and that just pushed it over the edge couldn't sleep for a couple weeks like the most scared i've ever been in my life it's an incredible book it's really about these kids and and their friendship and how by you know working together and uniting and through their the, the strength of their friendship they're able to overcome this incredible interdimensional evil yeah, it, it's and then um, obviously uh, later on in the series in season two, there's the famous scene with Bob Newby in the car talking mm-hmm. with Will about Mr. Baldo. Yeah. I was a little younger than you, standing in line for the Ferris wheel at the Rowan County Fair. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, I feel this fat white glove tap me on the shoulder. I spin around and there he is, Mr. Baldo. <laughs> hey kiddo, would you like a balloon? <laughs> Go ahead, laugh. It's funny. It wasn't funny back then, I can tell you that. No, no, no indeed. <laughs> uh, no, and God bless Bob Newby's heart. I know. Right? So innocent. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's obviously straight. Yeah, know, pen- that's pennywise. I mean, clearly, yeah. you know, the whole balloon and everything like that. And then mm-hmm. we also, I know remember we talked, I remember we talked about it at the time too in season three when Max and L go to um Heather's parents' house and they're in their rain jackets and and um L is in the yellow raincoat, which is kind of like little Georgie and it too. I remember we were talking about that. Um, but then Stop also shaking your leg. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but then also the original show pitch, uh, going back to the Bible, the Duffers originally wanted to do or envisioned kind of doing a standalone season every 10 years, which is also very reminiscent of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Duffers said in the Bible, the hypothetical sequel will take place in the same town only 10 years later in the summer of 1990. Our kids will now be young adults with new lives, new problems. Many of them will have moved out of Montauk, spread out across the country for school and work. So obviously that, you know, comes. Yeah, I can't from... believe they weren't like, mm, this has been done before. Yeah, right. But I guess if you think <laughs> I mean, about it. There's homage and then there's copying. And, you know, yeah. Where's the Well, but I guess line? if you yeah. think about it, though, the newer version of it, it chapter one hadn't come out yet when this true so that's right yeah in the original it they put them all together you know the whole thing was one Book, it was like yeah. part one and part two yeah. a yeah, tv kinda, movie yeah they went kind of went back and forth yeah 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 so um yeah so it i don't know i think i get more 
I know you're, I know what our number one is for Stephen King influence, but I get more it vibes than our number one, which we'll get to. But. Yeah. because I mean, I mean, just the general tone of, you know, number one, we get in there is not really, it's not horror. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it is very clearly horror and stranger things is very clearly horror, you know? And yeah. Kind of, you know. So yeah, I can, I can totally see that, you know, absolutely. I think yeah. I just, I was thinking more like number of, <laughs> number of comparisons we can draw and there are a lot more to it. Uh, yeah, that's true. Than there were to it, but yeah, the general tone and the general vibe, you know, is, is much closer to it than it is to, to anything else from him, I think. Oh, okay. So number two is Firestarter. And again, you have a young girl with telekinetic powers and she's like the subject of these experiments. Um, they have the shop. Yeah. As opposed I'm... to the lab, you know, the, the, the guys in the white coats and the and they yeah. white, white utility vans around and stuff. Yes. And, and then the very obvious similar, which I feel like this happens a lot with people with any sort of telekinetic powers, their nose bleeds. Yeah, blood is somehow involved, right? When you have always. Well, it's always a, it's always a nosebleed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whenever they're trying to use their power. Yeah. Um, they have the whole like labs, computers, and electrodes on the hand on the head, like they do with Charlie. That's yeah. her name, right? Charlie. Yep. Yep. And Firestarter. Um, I you got Tangerine Dream on here, but I cannot. Oh yeah, the music. Of... The Tangerine Dream did yes. the music for Firestarter, Which and, I... and the Duffers pulled in Tangerine Dream you know, several times during the season, it's, you know, it's not a direct link, obviously, but it's no, but, but all, it, it's just kind of the vibe of that kind of cheesy eighties. All I think of a Tangerine kind of dream is that movie legend. Also. Yep. Cruise. Same, same journal. It's all kind of that same kind of music. Like is, well, yeah. Didn't they do like the entire yeah. soundtrack for that film? Yeah. Yeah. All they did the entire soundtrack for Firestarter too, but they've been in, they've been in like two or three episodes of stranger things. They've had, they've had songs yeah. kind of in there. And then there was, I think it was in season one they kind of did that whole series of homage posters kind of for stranger things to make it look like other you know similar movies from the 80s they did the goonies yeah, I remember. with steve kind of hanging on you know like in goonies and oh and, yeah, yeah 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 and then they did the one of l yeah and they yeah. did one for firestarter and the, you know in the style of firestarter you know so that was you know that was kind of in there too so um but let's let's here's the duffers talking about uh firestarter's influence firestarter uh, was a big reference specifically for 11 in the case that you've got a young girl that has these incredible powers she's on the run from the government and we also looked at firestar in terms of sort of the backstory for 11 and how she can how how she could possibly get these powers so the, those are our top four so far did you would you want to talk more about firestarter no i just want to say that the duffers sound just like joe keery <laughs> yeah they, they kind sound of do, exactly yeah. like yeah. yeah um so some bonus little Stephen King things that we found that were kind of kind of pop up here and there throughout Stranger Things. Um, Lucas obviously uses the wrist rocket, and you know that was that parallels. Um, Kara, who had it in in it? Um, uh, was it Richie? Richie had the had the slingshot in. No, it. no, it wasn't Richie. It was um, Richie had the baseball. Ball. It was uh, it was George's brother. Um, oh, Bill. Thank you. Um, had the uh, had the slingshot in it. Colin and I are old, and we are experiencing memory <laughs> loss. <laughs> yes, apparently, um, uh, yeah. Uh, the episode uh, title for season one, episode four, was "The Body," which was the original name um, of the novella, which became "Stand by Me." Um, there's that bit with Hopper we talked about 
um, walking in on the cop in episode four of season one and the cop is reading Cujo and, and Hopper says, hey, I love that book. It's a nasty mutt. And then the whole idea of actually the demo dogs being kind of like a dog that's, you know, kind of. Going and crazy. also David Harbour hated the dog on set. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> um the mist which stephen king wrote um is oh yeah kind of a very similar plot you know also real depressing yeah exactly with alien creatures that have tentacles and they're big and it's a whole government conspiracy kind of thing um at one point bob suggests moving to maine which obviously stephen king is famously from maine and lives there in bangor um you know there's the christine vibes with billy and his car there's graveyard shifts shift vibes with the rats um in the textile mill as opposed to the uh you know the factory that was in graveyard mm-hmm. shift and skeleton crew is the monkey with the symbols toy is on the cover of skeleton crew and it's about you know that that toy being kind of like a town yeah kind of thing and then wait was that um, in a and then um oh dustin, when dustin when dustin has has one when he comes home from camp at the beginning of season three and and mm-hmm. l makes animates all his toys and one of them is yeah the, is the monkey clapping um the, there's a fire starter poster hanging on the wall in family video when um robin and jonathan go in to apply for jobs and then obviously in the last episode lucas is reading the talisman stephen king's book uh to max in the hospital and that's all about i think that's kind of where the the duffers got their whole idea of the upside down you know with the territories and kind of the flipped alternate dimension and all that kind of stuff so those, those are just some bonus things there's i mean i that yeah it's a lot it is a lot. Yeah. We, when you put it all together and you talk about it in the course of a half an hour, it, well, but that's what I'm saying. Stephen it kind of blurs King, the line between homage and, and you know, outright, it's you know, Stephen King's library is just, Oh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. There's so many, so much they could have yeah. drawn. I mean, I don't know how anybody. Well, I remember it. 10 years ago when he had 10, 15, 20 years ago when he had his accent and he's like, I'm not writing any books anymore. And he's written like 30 since then. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You know what the it's only thing I think of when I think here when I remember his accent is that he was in that remember that weird movie Monkey Bone with no. Brendan Fraser Mm-mm. and Elizabeth Hurley? I think she no. was in it. Stephen King shows up, like he gets it, like the main character gets in an accident and he wakes up in this crazy like limbo purgatory, and Stephen King's there. Huh. And he's actually in the movie and he's like I don't think I've ever saw it. I don't really remember hearing about it, actually, but I may have. I don't know. But yeah, I, I've certainly the only haven't thing seen it. It reminds me of, like, when huh. I think about his accident, is that he was in that weird, like... Like, b- before his accident, or was it like... No, it was after his accident. It was after so the accident? It was like he was making fun of it. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to look that up. Jeez. Maybe it was just a fever dream that I've had. But no, I'm, I'm positive <laughs> that that happened. Like... <laughs> He's in it. And I remember being like, that's, I don't know. It feels a little soon, Steve. Yeah. Right. But because <laughs> he like okay. almost died. Oh, he was, he was very, very close to death. Yeah. And he was, he was rip shit about it too, because the guy was a drunk driver and he was just, you know, Stephen was just walking down the road and got completely. Um, yeah. And he actually, I remember he, he bought the van afterwards and and had it sent to the scrap heap or something or burned it or blew it up or something he did something he bought the van himself the van that hit him yeah um and destroyed it you know essentially yeah, was, yeah and i was, remember thinking he was like what i mean when was that wait do you remember what year that was yeah i was gonna i, I can i can look it up actually as we're sitting here. i don't know we can look it up but um let's see stephen king a wiki 
Uh, and his accident would be career, personal life. There we go. Uh, married, longtime fan, King and his wife, gracious reader, blah, blah, blah. King published. Oh, good Lord. It's just accident, car accident, and aftermath. There we go. June 19th, 1999. He was walking on the shoulder of Maine State Route 5 in Lovell, Maine, and the driver, distracted by an unrestrained dog moving in the back of his minivan, struck King, who landed in a depression in the ground about 14 feet from the pavement. So he wasn't uh, drunk? I guess he wasn't drunk. I thought he was. Uh, early reports at the time, he was distracted, certainly. Uh, same Kling claimed King was hit from behind and some witnesses said the driver was not speeding reckless or drinking. But it's clearly reckless if he's distracted by the dog. Um, but the guy was later arrested and charged with driving to endanger and aggravated assault. He pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of driving to endanger and was sentenced to six months in county jail, which was suspended and had his driver's license suspended for a year. Maybe that's why Stephen King kills all the dogs in the movies, in that his could, books. That could be. Yeah. Also, Stephen King was not in Monkey Bone. It was a lookalike. He was supposed to make a cameo appearance. It okay. was unavailable on the day it was to be shot. So it wasn't a yeah. fever dream. Okay. Well, that's good at least. Yeah. I'm glad you no. weren't having fever dreams. So. No. Okay. Moving on to number, number one. one, which is clearly Stand By Me. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, the general plot again, we have you know four young kids at the center of it. Um, which is also very similar to the the plot of Dreamcatcher, which I could have put in the bonus level things, but you know, same idea, kind of the I coming of age stories. They were adults. It's it's, uh, it's a kind of a coming of age thing where they you know they start as kids and you know it yeah you know, kind of flashes back huh. and all kind of stuff and they confront evil. Um, but obviously the train track scenes are kind of right out of Stand By Me. Uh, the first one in episode five of season one when the when the party is out looking for Will and. L leads them astray and makes their compasses mess up. And then obviously in season two, um, episode six, when Steve and Dustin have the, you know, the fair faucet, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, conversation. So here's the Duffers talking about Stand By Me. Sort of our most direct nod to it is when we have, well, in season one and two, we have characters sort of walking down these, these train tracks, um, which is, you know, that was, a, that was a big part of, of Stand By Me as they were following the train tracks to the body. So that's probably our most our most direct homage to that to that classic. Yeah, and the you know, it, and the the issue here too is I just watched Stand by Me again with the with the lens of Stranger Things on, so everything, you know, you're like oh, oh yeah. that's just like Stranger. Oh, that's just like I mean, the kids are eight or twelve going on thirteen, just like Stranger Things. You know, it takes place in a small town, just like Stranger. You know, so everything all of a sudden starts kind of you know resonating. Um, I also kind of latched on to the whole dynamic between uh, Denny and Gordy in Stand By Me, the older brother, younger brother, and then Jonathan and Will um, in Stand By Me. And actually, so here's a clip from that scene, which, I mean, it could... Denny's dead in Stand By Me, though, isn't he? He is, yes, but they had that How did he die? Out. Suicide? Uh, no, it was it was a car accident. It wasn't his fault. He was he was, he was was in a car accident and hit by, hit by a car um, or something like that it was not it, it was nothing that he did wrong because he was the golden oh. boy of the town he was the quarterback the you know high school hero quarterback but, but the john scene... cusack played him in the movie right correct yeah okay. but i mean the scene would i mean it could very easily have been a scene right out of stranger things with jonathan and will so here's mm -hmm. here's that scene with this is denny and gordy in, in stand by me and gordy i got something for you this my friend is for you this is your Yankee cap. No, 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 this is your Yankee cap. It's good luck cap. You wear that cap, you know how many fish we're going to catch? How much? Brazilian. Brazilian fish. 
And it looks good on you, too, just like that. Hey, Lou, I'm going blind. Hey, don't start with me, porcupine. Come here. Come here. Give me a hug. You know, it's just kind of that whole vibe, you know, the mm-hmm. conversation that, that Jonathan and Will had about the, you know, the music and, you know, that kind of stuff. So it just, it, that kind of hit me at the same time. There's also obviously a lot of um, references to the nostalgic things, like the music of the time. It obviously takes place in the 50s and Stand By Me versus the 80s. But, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the kids reading comic books and stuff like that. There's a junkyard in both. Um, you know, obviously we have the junkyard scenes in season one and season two. There's bullies with switchblades. You got, you know, Troy out at the quarry with the switchblade threatening Dustin. And, you know, Ace has the switchblade and stand by me. There's the whole idea of lard ass being, you know, kind of the pejorative term, which, you know, they had the whole scene and stand by me with the pie eating contest. And it then, makes me like that oh. scene scarred me. Oh, I know. <laughs> like Here's the, here's the. There. <laughs> it's on my soundboard now i can play it anytime i want <laughs> I, yeah you guys colin has me recorded doing that so now i don't even have to make the sound he can just add it in whenever right. i feel like i'm gonna vomit uh and then just like fire started they had the homage poster it was kind of in the style of stand by me with the four kids and and that kind of stuff and then which i thought was really interesting and i don't think i knew or if i did i forgot that dacre when he auditioned to be billy did the scene of ace at when they get to the end of the movie and they find the body spoiler alert um the monologue that Kiefer sutherland gives as ace is what dacre did in his audition to get the part of billy which i thought was kind of interesting and then the duffers also when they were you know brought the kids in um before they cast the show um used scenes from stand by me for the callback auditions um you know yeah um, and they were saying that they were pretty sure that a lot of the kids hadn't even seen the movie at that time. Um, but, you know, obviously have sense and, you know, understand the influence, but yeah. So they, you know, instead of, you know, using their own script, which was kind of still in development, you know, they actually use, you know, sides from stand by me for the mm-hmm. auditions, which, which I thought was kind of interesting too. So well, yeah. and Stephen King, they like to do the little easter eggs like like they name drop stephen king or they do the movie posters and stuff like which stephen king loves himself and you know what is it like inner universal yeah yeah like everything because ace is a character he's also in needful things right yeah because they're all like there's his oh and everything like, everything taking place in Castle Rock or Derry and and then they all like cross the, the kids from it showing up when um what's in his face from 1163 he goes to Derry and and you know sees the kids from it you know so mm-hmm. yeah which is kind of neat it's kind of you know oh I love it when they do stuff like that Easter eggy kind of stuff so so yeah anything else from us or do you want to start to we can get into some emails and I think it's time to get into some emails righty. I'll take the first one. It is from Megan and she says, Hey, Colin and Whitney. Sorry. I haven't been emailing in a while. I'm finishing up my final year in nursing school and needless to say, I've had some studying to do. Don't worry. I've been listening to every pod when they drop. When I heard you guys are doing a Stephen King episode, I knew I had to tell you the story between my mother and I that happened a few years ago. When the 2017 it came out, we watched it in theaters together immediately after the movie, it came out. And I was like, oh my gosh, mom, can you believe it? They totally ripped off straight off the Stranger Things vibe. How ridiculous. <laughs> my mom was like, Meg, please, this story is older than you are. Stranger Things actually draws on it. So yeah, I was a smidge embarrassed, but I'm sure the Duffers would be honored to know that I thought Stephen King tried to copy them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unrelated, but I was doing a rewatch. And I just have to say, although 
The piggyback is a masterpiece. The fade to black and two days later screen is cruel. How come we don't get to witness Steve collecting a heartbroken Dustin next to Eddie? How come we don't see Max entering the ER with Lucas and Erica rushing at her side? How the heck did we, did the upside down crew return to the right side up without any townsperson witnessing them and being like, um, hello, did I just see Nancy Wheeler crawl out of a dark hole in the middle of the road? <laughs> I surely hope they show some of that in flashbacks next season, but I fear they won't. And I just feel snubbed. Signing off, Megan. Yeah, those are good. I, thought- I mean, yeah, I, I can kind of, some of those things would be, would have been kind of neat to see. You know, there's, you know, the whole rest of the trip of the Cali crew coming back across the country. And, you know, what, what were they talking about and what were they doing? I feel like they purposely didn't show Steve getting Dustin because they didn't want to have another look at Eddie's body so that people would still keep talking about right. whether or not he'd be back in season five. <laughs> it's true. like, it's a little marketing ploy to keep yeah. everybody talking. Yeah. And then we get the the set picks from this year showing Eddie's grave with his name on it. So right, you know, like one of the like, first ones. That was one of the first things that got leaked like, or, or that the Duffers put out. Was like, here's Dustin standing in front of a grave that says Edward Bunsen. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Next emails from our buddy Harry. Hello, Whitney and Colin. Stranger Things may be full of specific King references. The author himself recently mentioned the Carrie-like bullying and the Rinkomania. But what's most interesting to me is the tone. When his work is successful, King's stories focus on citizens within the context of their community, facing down a powerful supernatural evil. If there's an institution involved, the cops, the government lab, a corporation, whatever, they're either the main antagonist or a secondary antagonist. I think it's a very 80s idea to have horror stories that focus on normal people, even if those people have some kind of paranormal ability. Firestarters Charlie and Andy McGee may have powers, but they're ordinary people on the run from a bad government lab. That changed in the 90s. We started getting highly trained professional ghosts and monster fighters like shows in shows like The X-Files. Even Supernatural's Sam and Dean have been highly trained for the work they do. They aren't people with ordinary lives. They don't have friends to hang out with or loved ones who need their help or a bestie to cheer them up. The trope is that their life of monster fighting is too dangerous for them to be ordinary members of a community, even though characters inside their community are so appealing. However, it does make the storytelling so much better if you have a Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, handy to open a book and explain the goals and weaknesses of the monster of the week. I can't help but wonder if this is a sign that King was a young adult in the counterculture 60s and remained an anti-institutionalist through the 80s and beyond. Best, Harry in Seattle. I feel like that is a sign. I feel like that is a sign that Steve was a a young adult in the counterculture 60s. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. I mean, he clearly was. I mean, well, he was, but I'm yeah. saying like he had that attitude. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's very, yeah. I feel like Stephen King's work is always very focused on the underdog and yeah. the outsiders oh, of the group. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Never writing about like the popular kids. No, it's never. That's it's part never of like, his charm. Yeah, like your traditional kind of, you know, the fairy tale with the hero and the princess. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, that's not at all the kind of stuff he does. So, no. Yeah, it, it's always somebody, it's always kind of a stranger in a strange land kind of idea um, or, you know, somebody who's, you know, you know, kind of an outsider looking in or fish out of water, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. And I feel like it's all like there are a couple of exceptions, obviously, like Carrie and the uh, fire starter. But for the most part, it's almost always in King's work. It's always a little boy having to like he ends up being the hero somehow and he like has to deal with all these adult themes i feel like yeah like in desperation yeah it is is kind of interesting to think about this oh microphone 
it is because Carrie was the first book he wrote. And mm -hmm. that is from the point of view of a woman. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, menstruation and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. It's a very, you know, feminist kind of yeah. you know, leaning book. Um, but yeah, since then, you know, a lot of his stuff has been little boys or, you know, young men or, you know, even older men, um, you know, thinking like the outsider or 11, 22, 63, mm -hmm. or, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's kind of interesting, interesting thought. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Harry. Next up, we got Luca and they say, Hey guys, sorry, I couldn't email in for the last episode. I just didn't have time to order or do research on the Montauk show Bible, but I really wanted to, what have you guys been up to lately? Nothing, nothing. nothing. We're just nothing. waiting around. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> here are some of my favorite ways Stephen King influenced stranger things in no particular order. Number one, the font, the font for stranger things is a very similar to the, it's very similar to the font of Carrie Cujo and so many more. Number two, the possession idea, mainly from season two and three reminded me of the possession of Jack and the shining Number three, the walk on the railroad tracks. Come on, guys. Did nobody get any Stand By Me vibes? Everybody got Stand By Me vibes. We all got Stand By Me vibes. Yep. L's psychic powers are similar to Firestarter Carrie and The Shining. Bob's Number five is Bob's past with the Kirby clan makes you think of the kids in It, even if it was just for a dream. Even if it was just a dream for Bob. Also, you guys probably already know that the amazing Finn Wolfhard is in the It movie. And number six, Eleven's nosebleeds are just like Andy McGee's in Firestarter. Yep. Have a great rest of your day and month. Best, Luca. Next one's from Ellie. Hey, Colin and Whitney, how are you? Okay, um, so I'm ashamed to say that I know shockingly little about Stephen King, other than having watched Stand By Me and loving it and reading half of Salem's Lot. That's it. Okay, Colin, so here's a test for your memory. Obviously, I don't expect you to remember since it was a full-on year ago, but okay. So in about a month is the Greek Halloween. So here's the test. Dearest Colin, this is why I read Ellie's emails. Yeah. We had that. Yeah. So, how are Apocryphus and Cyclopempty pronounced? I guess Whitney can guess too. I think that's, I think that's what I, I think it's Apocry, Apocryphus, Apocryphus. I think. And oh, see, I wasn't even. I was. I didn't know that there I was the S sound. At yeah, the end, like S. And then it's it's tick it's Cyclop. It's like a t it's yeah. Cyclopempty. Um. So we'll see how I did. I'm not. I'm not really sure. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. We yep. can't go back and look. Uh, sorry, this was a short email, but I've literally had zero news or things to contribute about Stephen King. So anyway, bye. Talk to you next month, Ellie. Okay. Next up, we got Nate and he says, hello, strangers. I'm only familiar with it. So I look forward to hearing about Stephen King's culture changing work from it. I think they drew a lot from the tone and style. I have a question for both of you. What movies do you think are most similar to it in structure, style, or characters? Top three, please. Or P.S. The Zoom time and day works great. Can't wait. Thanks, Nate. Colin, you've got yours ready. Yeah. What are your stupid microphone? Oh, it keeps falling over. I think I'm getting tangled in the cord here. Um. Yeah. So I I kind of thought you know obviously the you know if somebody's going to ask me I really liked it what should I watch next I mean I'm going to say Stranger Things yeah um, and vice versa. Um, but then I, I was kind of looking through my old movie reviews that I used to do and kind of, mm -hmm. you know, and super eight, um, definitely caught my eye. And if you guys have not seen that, that it's, it's, I love it's, that movie. It's a phenomenal movie in its own right. I really need to see it again. It's been a good 10 years since I've seen I it. I feel like people, it doesn't get, I don't yeah. think it, I think it got terrible yeah. reviews. 
Yeah, I don't think just, it got great reviews or anything. And I yeah, love I that it, movie. I think I got kind of ignored, but again, it's the general gist is young kids dealing with, you know, alien invasion kind of yeah. stuff. Um, and, you know, kind of supernatural evil and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, but super good. Really, really, really well done. Yeah. And Kyle it, Chandler's in it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was looking at the cast and there's a bunch of kids. Uh, the in kids it. in it are, there's a lot, like if you've seen the kissing booth, Yes. The, yeah. He the I forget what is I haven't seen the movie. I just know he's in it. It's not Jacob yep. Lordy. It's the younger brother. Yeah. Uh, he's in I'm, the kissing yeah, booth. There, there was somebody else in it too that I was thinking. And of. the kid that turns into a zombie, the real funny one. Uh, what's her face is in it too? Um, oh, uh, Elle, Elle Fanning. Fanning. Elle Fanning. Yeah. Uh, she's in it. And AJ Machalka's in it. And yeah, oh yeah, she's the older sister. Kyle Chandler, Noah Emmerich, the, the adults, Bruce Greenwood. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very, very good, mm-hmm. very underrated and kind of overlooked and kind of forgotten mm-hmm. movie, but that's really good. So I thought of that one immediately. So that's kind of my top one with a bullet. Uh, and then I also thought obviously kind of nightmare on Elm street kind of has that vibe as far as looking at kind of kids, you know, dealing with, you know, I mean, you're kind of stretching and you know, the same thing. I also mentioned the lost boys, you know, it's, it's younger. I kids. mean, pretty much any um, horror movie I feel like in the eighties was dealing with it was mostly any slasher you're going to focus on teenagers yeah. i mean even shows like like buffy and angel mm-hmm. it's kind of the same you know it's younger kids or younger adults you know or buffy of, the vampire slayer that's actually the movie yeah. not the series yeah yeah that too so um, um and then you said lost boys which yeah yeah such a good movie. uh mine i only came up with two but uh monster squad and i don't even remember when this came out i just remember i watched it when i was little and it has the famous line wolf yeah. man's got nards that's all i think <laughs> of. um i don't i know that it was, makes me cry that was like 87 i think right something yeah like i was real little yeah um and i could not tell you if it's appropriate because brenda was letting me watch whatever i guess yeah so, right I know. And it was the 80s. So I don't know what's in it, but it was aimed towards kids. It was marketed towards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's kind of a, it, it's some basically comedy, like all the comedy bits in it. Yeah. Yeah. All the all the classic horror movie monsters. Like, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? They like, like pop up in this town and they're like terrorizing it. So you got Frankenstein, the Wolfman, Mummy, yeah. Yeah. Dracula, yeah. all of them. It's actually really funny. Yeah, um, you said that. Touching. That also made me think of um, it was a couple years ago. Um, it was Dylan O'Brien, I think it was. It was called like Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters. Yeah, also kind of. Love that movie. It was a very good movie too. I um, that also got kind of overlooked. Yeah, I just yeah. watched it a couple nights ago because yeah. it's on Netflix right now. Oh, fun! Um, I'll, have to, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, and the dog lives. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, and the other one I picked, and it actually has a Stranger Things star in it. And I just watched these last week was the Fear Street trilogy. Uh, one, was... one and a half Stranger Things stars, actually. Yeah. Because isn't isn't Maya in it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maya's in it. Briefly? She's in, yeah, she's yeah. in it briefly. And then Sadie is the star of the yeah. second one. Yeah. Um, they're very gory and they have some very explicit scenes yeah. in them, especially the second one. But yeah. um it's but there's also hard. there's also kind of a fun vibe to it too. It, it's kind of I don't know how to describe it. It's not I mean it's not comedy. It is, but, but, it's, the, but it's, you know the Fear Street 1978 is like there. Are, That's the second one. Yeah, there are two yeah. very explicit sex. Scenes, oh yeah, like nudity. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was. No, I I'm not. I'm not saying you know, rush right out and see these. No, but, no, no. Yeah. I just was warning for the the littles, like if they're yeah. like it's yeah, they're rated R. They're like yeah. and it's like 80s R slash. Yeah, right. Is what it reminds me of. Yeah. But they were but very they were, good. And, they were very good. Yeah, and again, similar to yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and if you like that, if you can't see the movies, just go read the books because the books are fabulous. I was obsessed with that series when I was. Oh, little. that's right. Yeah. I forgot about the books. Yeah. I never did read them. Oh yeah. They were. So like if you goosebumps became more popular, but goosebumps was like for the younger group. And right. then you had like fear street, which was all high schoolers. Yeah. I, man, Friday night. And I, again, Brenda Friday night, I was, you would take me to the local bookstore and I would get like two or three books like to buy and bring home yeah. and mom would get annoyed because she'd be like you'd have one read by the time we got home right and i'm like i can't help it i just love to read yeah you yeah. should be happy <laughs> Actually, it just as i as i went to get my drink I, I i wanted to get my my lego i saw my lego oh yeah thing. so i love the little um yeah so my mom the, got this for me so it's kind of it's not it's knockoff legos it's not it's not like real legos but it's um, obviously the buyer's house and then the van flip and then the mind flare over family video and Hawkins lab with the rift in it. And then star court mall with the little delivery van up front and then Max's grandfather clock. And then the crew house all boarded. Does up, the so. buyer's house have the upside down buyer's house underneath yeah. it? Yeah. So it's, 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 oh, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's plants, you know, and so it's the buyer gotcha. house kind of upside down. And then have you seen yeah, the so you can, real you can, deal Lego one? Yeah. Yeah. Which is it's, it's insanely not, expensive. Oh, I know. It's like discontinued because you know, so you have to like special order it or get it off like you know eBay or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not it's not a real thing. So, but yeah, I just wanted to to share that. So that was kind I of love fun. it. Yeah, it's kind of fun. All right, uh, our last stranger thing, uh, last Stephen King related email comes from Ryan. Says, "Hey, Colin and Whitney, it's Ryan again. I don't know if you all remember me, but when you all read my email, it was my birthday and the Zoom episode." I'm trying to email more, but I have been focusing on school and soccer, but I always try to listen. The first thing I want to say is, has anyone seen the Stranger Things 5 filming pictures yet? If you haven't, look up Stranger Things 5 Eddie's Grave. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. It makes me so mad, and if you know, you know. But going on to the Stephen King topic, I love his movies so much and his books. My cousin got some of his books and is letting me read them, but my favorite is The Running Man, which I haven't read. I saw the movie, but I haven't read it. And that I'm the starting movie with to... Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Yeah, with Richard Dawson. Yeah. And they have to run... Yep. constantly like that's their yeah it's like a human hunting kind of thing yeah it's yeah. like hunting for hunting humans for sport kind of yeah. idea yeah i'm starting to like more of the horror movies including carrie it and the shining but i'm starting to like the other ones that aren't by him like the terrifier and megan and the black phone which is actually inspired by the movie it it's also inspired by a lot of serial killers like jeffrey dahmer and how had a victim escape and how ted bundy lured his victims in and how john wayne gacy actually used a belt on some of his victims so if you've all have seen the black phone please tell me what you think because this is my favorite movie right now and also robin and gwen the characters and the actors are miguel Cazares, mora and madeline mcgraw um, are the best if you recognize madeline's name it's because she is the older sister of violet mcgraw who is katie and megan so it comes full circle. Oh. and i will hear no further arguments about them anyway really love y'all's <laughs> show and can't wait to see the next episode hope you have a great day stay with us on the dark void of waiting for season five p.s sorry whitney if some of these movies freaked you out for your infamous gag reflex for gory for gory scenes, especially with horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, Ryan, I uh, love horror movies. Yeah, and, yeah. No, those uh, that, that isn't what makes you more make that me noise. Than, yeah, yeah. But it, it it just depends. There's certain things I don't obviously toes. 
don't yeah. like anything to do with those. And yeah. then I'm pretty good. Eyeballs don't like don't like anybody no, messing with the eyes. Gnarly, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, so I don't really like the the back either. Like, in, have, have you seen uh, have you seen the black phone? I haven't. I've, I'm aware. No, of it, I keep I meaning it. to, and it's popped up, and I always end up picking something else. I don't know why, but it yeah. looks good. It's yeah. got. Is it? Is it Maya's dad in it? Isn't Ethan Hawke? Yeah, in Ethan, it? Ethan Hawke is the is the lead in it. I think. I think that's the movie I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yes, I've seen yeah. Katie, or I've seen Megan. Yes, and I liked that. Yeah, Terrifier, not for me. It's too. I haven't seen. Just, it. I don't know anything about it actually. It's Art the Clown, and he's like he's a murderer and he kills people. But it's just kind of some people love it, but it's just like gratuitous gore okay. to me. And I don't. It's like torture porn type shit. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So that does it for Stephen King emails. We do yes. have a couple extra we have ones. A couple more. So, yeah. Um. First up, we actually have a clip from Lauren, and she brought up the Harry Potter parallels in last month's episode. Yeah. So we'll play that. Okay. So she, yeah, she sent this to us. Hey, Colin and Whitney. So my name is Lauren Barriger. So kudos to you, Whitney. You got it on the second try. I feel like that rarely happens. Thank you so much for reading my email on your podcast. I was running on my elliptical and I almost fell off because I was so, I guess, surprised that you read my email. Um, I love your podcast a lot. And honestly, since I sent it, I thought of another parallel between Stranger Things and the Harry Potter franchise. Um, Steve's deep dive reminded me quite a bit of Harry's deep dive in the water in the Triwizard Tournament in the fourth book and movie. So anyway, uh, I really appreciate all that you all do on your podcast and uh, look forward to more content soon. All right. Thank you, Lauren. That was nice to have you send that in. So, and we'll talk about the Zoom in a minute, but but that's the kind of thing too. Also, we obviously want to, um, you know, have you guys, Harriet, I think is, well, we haven't got to the email yet, but she was, she was going to send something in too. So anyway, next email is from Mariette. Hello, Colin and Whitney. I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Mariette, 46 years old, and I live in a little corner of the world in New Brunswick, Canada. I recently found your podcast mm-hmm. and almost caught up to the most recent one, and now we'll be in my own deep, dark, void waiting for new episodes of your podcast while we are all in the deep 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 dark void waiting for seasons five while typing out this email i'm listening to the top five best duos and i have many duos but in no particular order steve and dustin and robin and nancy joyce and hopper l and max murray and joyce and hopper and l i think i cried more when hopper and l reunited than when eddie died and i was a mess when that happened I heard in a couple episodes ago that you're now on Instagram, so I started following you, and I know you weren't on top of that one, which is okay, but did you know that the account Stranger Things TV started a broadcast channel that every Friday posts teasers from the set? It's pretty awesome. I try to zoom to see, zoom in to see if I can see any Easter eggs. Thought it would be fun to bring this to your attention to have ideas for future episode discussions. Hope you have a fantastic day, everyone. Mariette. Thanks, Mariette. Next up, we got my buddy, Harriet. She's back. She's back. Hey, Harriet. Uh, she says, hi, Colin and Whitney. I completely forgot to read all the original stuff for Stranger Things. Montauk, I apologize so much. School started back up and my laptop killed itself again. And I'm on a spare, so I can't log in to see everything. So that also played havoc on my life. So this email is a little life update thingamajig. <laughs> I joined the choir again and we were singing stuff from the Barbie movie. So that's kind of fun. And in band, we got a Stranger Things medley with Should I Stay or Should I Go? Running Up That Hill the theme song separate ways and master of puppets that is awesome how do you how do you medley those songs together good gracious that would be that would be fun i'm gonna to need a recording Harry. yeah we're gonna need to hear that harriet yeah 
Um, it's very fun, and I'll definitely send a recording soon. Awesome. I'm also now back on the sports grind, and that's hurting a lot. I'm also turning 14 in three weeks. Oh, my gosh, 14. Oh, my Lord. I feel like you were 11. When, you're, wasn't you're, she 11 you're growing up in front of our eyes, Harry. Wasn't she 11 when she started I email? Think so, I think so, yeah. 11 or, 11 or just turned 12. She's been with us the whole time. I know, right? <laughs> so that's also a massive thing. I'm getting older. It's so weird. And a weekend after, I'm seeing Taylor Swift in Sydney. That is super exciting. That's awesome. So I'm also preparing for that. My life is just very busy right now. It's also very weird now that I'm in year nine and so much. Oh, my God. She's in high school. I know, right? And so much more pressure is on us now as the year before senior cycle starts. But technically, we'd be the babies of high school in the U.S. That's also weird to me. We just have two schools. It makes life so much easier. So wait. So is year nine still with the younger group? Yeah. So they don't have high. So 10th, 11th, and 12th? 10th, 11th. I think, yeah, 10th, 11th, 12th. Okay. I feel like they used to do that in the U.S. Like it used to be middle school used to go through ninth grade. I know. I had junior high, which is seven, eight, and then high school was nine through 12. But that's that's all I've ever known. But I don't know. Yeah, I think obviously. I did six through eighth as middle school, but EB did just seventh and eighth. Yeah. Graded, graded six through eight too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she said, that's all I've got. Much love from Harriet. P.S. I was laughing so much when the whole who reads whose emails came up recently. I don't really <laughs> care who I just like listening to the podcast. Right. Well, you got me, Harriet. That's so right. All right, last like. email before we bring it home is from Quinn in Iowa says, Hey y'all, it's Quinn. I don't think I've listened to any episode or emailed since like September or October, but I've really missed the podcast. I think I've just been trying to focus on school, but I passed with all A's this semester. So I'm really happy about all that. Oh, wait, we can, we can play this. Hang oh, on. Yeah. Here, here, here we are. Where's the, where's my little sound? I know it's here somewhere. Oh, good Lord. Is it not on here somewhere? Where is it? I have an applause sound, but it's not here. I know. I got the drum. That's not it. No. Where's my applause? I got laughter. Oh, oh, this is bumming me out. Well, we'll, we'll play it next week for you, Quinn. I, I, used to have an, I used to have a little applause sound effect on here somewhere. I don't know where it went. I think when I was putting in all the sound clips, it, it kind of... Oh, you probably had to yeah, pick I some off. Moved it around or deleted it by accident. But we have this. My! I found a chocolate bunny! <laughs> Which is one of my favorites. Colin Sorry. is like a little kid on Christmas morning with the soundboard. It's my new favorite toy, yeah. Um, since October I've become obsessed with Wham, George Michael and Renee Rapp for Christmas I got lots of Taylor Swift merch a season 4 Dustin Funko Pop Converse AirPods and some other stuff by the time the new episode comes out I'll have my driver's permit and I'm really nervous for that but I'm also pretty excited anyway I really love the new episode and thought it was so cool because I never knew any of that for the next episode I want to say I'm a huge fan of Stephen King but I'm not really I've seen Stand By Me, Misery and It but I and I really do love those Misery is probably my favorite I tried reading it and then also this one book with like a dragon or something. I have no honestly idea what it was. And I was thinking it must be Eyes of the Dragon, right? The 1984 book. Is he that part re- of the the No, palace? it's not part of the uh the um Dark Tower. It, it's um it's kind of a standalone, but he doesn't do a lot of you know kind of um fantasy kind of stuff. But so. people like my brother loves Stephen King, but he is obsessed with the talisman and like Wolves of Kala and all he loves all yeah, of I've those. never read the talisman, but I, I can't get into him. I can't. I've tried I've, tr- I I've tried Dark Tower a couple of times and yes, I, just, I can't I do it. Into that. Yeah. Um but I do want to read the talisman and give that a shot. I haven't I haven't done that one yet. So um but Quinn says I couldn't make it through the first hundred pages of Eyes of the Dragon. So anyway. Uh see you guys next episode. So that brings us to next episode, which we're going to try 
what we're going to do. And we'll just see if, if nobody shows up or, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it'll just somebody be will show, it'll just be yeah. us. Um, so we're going to be back on March 28th with the Zoom call, but that's when it's going to air. We're actually going to record it and want you guys to join us on Sunday, March 24th, which is Palm Sunday for those of you who celebrate or mark that date. So yes. we... Um, we will kind of send out emails to everyone and put us up, put it up on our socials and everything, just to remind people as we get closer. But what time th- are we thinking? I think we're thinking noon Eastern time on Sunday, the 24th. Wait, can we switch right? it to Saturday then? Saturday, the 23rd. Sorry. I'll be, I don't get on church. Still oh, Cause yeah, you have church, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking so, we were doing it later in the day. Yeah. So Sorry. noon on Saturday, the 23rd. Does that work? Okay, so not Palm Sunday, the day before, Saturday, the 23rd of March at noon Eastern. So that's kind of five o'clock England time, six o'clock further east in Europe time, obviously nine o'clock kind of West Coast, Seattle, California, that kind of stuff. So, you you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put it out there so you guys can figure it out. And, you know, we could, we could send out a reminder or however we want to do it. But so we're going to, we're going to look for that on Saturday, March 23rd noon eastern we'll do a zoom call and then it'll actually air on thursday the 28th so there you go yes if you can't be a part of it and want to like harriet mentioned feel free to before um the 23rd so maybe sometime the week of march 17th if you want to record a voice recording or a video recording or like a you know snapchatty kind of tiktoky kind of thing or whatever um yeah we can air those actually during the uh, Zoom call. So um, I think that's that's it for that. But we will obviously remind everybody and we'll post it everywhere. So you guys post can- Post it on the Discord. I feel like most people yeah. that will join will be in the Discord anyways. Yeah, so, so. so there we go. All right, that does it for this week. As always, if you like what you hear, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, really. But we'd love it if you left a review on Apple Unless you're the person that said I spoiled things, then you True. cannot leave a review. Right. Anybody <laughs> already else? left one. You're welcome. Already left one. <laughs> we heard you. Right. Um. Yeah. So you could do that on, uh, preferably on Apple. And then if you want to get hold of us, you can always email us at scoopshoypod at gmail.com. You can find us on social at scoopshoypod on Facebook and Twitter. And we have a lovely little Discord server that you guys can join and chat with other Stranger Things fans. Oh, so. congratulations to Stefan, by the way. Oh, that yes. Is, new baby. New baby. Yes. New baby. A new Stranger Things fan just yes. made his way into the world. That's right. So. All right, guys, that does it for this week. So I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Stranger Things audio clips and official score are made by Netflix. Incidental music by Blue Mount Score from Pixabay.